Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the B-Moms Podcast. My name is Richie Madruf, and we're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. The B-Moms Podcast is dedicated to showcasing all the great talent, artistic support systems we have in the city, from musicians, artists, to even programs like today's guest. These are two good friends. They're movers and shakers. And if I had to say, the organization is kind of like the, the Avengers of the El Paso music scene. You know, they came together, uh, El Paso's mightiest music heroes. And uh, they do a great thing. So we have uh, Eric and Grisel from El Paso International Music Foundation in the house. How you guys doing? Hey, good, good. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Avengers, I like that. I love that. I dig that. Absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. You know, uh, just like the movies, you, you have these entities, you know, these superheroes doing their own thing, but then realizing, uh, hey, we're stronger together. For and, sure. And so who... Who approached you, or tell me about the birthing, uh, maybe at least conceptually, of the EPIMF? Yeah, you want me to take that? You want to like, take who, that? Who's like the tongue, who's the Iron Man, or who's the, <laughs> the Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson walking around recruiting people? And oh, uh, that would be Griselle, absolutely. I mean, yeah. this was really her brainchild, and um, really, without her kind of persistency, this does not happen. She uh-huh. came to a mixer that we had at Star City Studios mm-hmm. and um, came up to me afterwards and was like, uh, Eric, you should start the El Paso Music Foundation. And I was like, uh, I shouldn't be starting anything. I have more than enough stuff to do. And I, and she said that it, you know, and kind of used the Austin Music Foundation as a reference. And mm. at that time, I didn't know anything about it. And um, Griselle was very persistent and she... <laughs> She's, yeah, she's strong. Awesome. So actually, before we get to that story, um, can you talk a little bit about, like, why you've, like, so, and also both of you guys are awesome musicians. I have to mention that. Like, whoever's listening probably already knows that. But, you know, you guys have been musicians for a while and part of the scene. Tell me about why there is, why you found there to be a need to make this happen. Um, you know, when I, when I first moved back here because I'm from here but I I went to film school in Austin and then I moved to LA for a little while and when I moved back here um, I really didn't think there would be a music scene I guess when I was growing up here I was probably too young to really partake in it you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I when I like I started looking for one because I had been singing in Austin and LA and I was really pleasantly surprised to find not only that there was a music scene, but that it was phenomenal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I started going to like all the shows that I could find, and I really felt like at least 80, 90 percent of all of the bands that I saw were really impressive. You know, um, so then I infiltrated it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah. That's tactical. <laughs> well, no, I mean, um, I, it just kind of coincided with the fact that, like, Fontera Bugalo at the time was looking for, like, a, a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I got to meet more people or whatever. Um, but I kind of, after that, was, like, in a different project called Los Traques, and then I took mm-hmm. kind of, like, a break after grad school to, um, I guess, kind of learn my job on the job. Um, and um, And in that time, like, you know, it seemed like there was so few opportunities for musicians in El Paso to um, to one like get gigs that were kind of like good gigs to to get paid 
Um, but you would see, and it would happen mostly with like original musicians, right? Like because musicians that play covers, people know the songs and they like connect to them faster. So venues are more likely to pay you right. when you're playing the kind of music that will attract customers because they already know that they like it, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it was just like, you know, bands weren't getting paid as much unless you'd been around for like a really long time. And then, so then it kind of seemed to me when I came, like there was this kind of culture of like, I'm not going to tell you how I got this gig or who this connect was because then you might have that gig and then I won't have that gig and everybody's trying to get somewhere, right? This is a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, it makes sense from that perspective, right? But I remember, like, in Austin, when I lived there, it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? People were like, oh, yeah, man, like, call so-and-so. And, like, and, and maybe because there were so many more opportunities, so it was, like, easier to get a gig or get paid, you know, for original music. Um, so when I lived in Austin, I, I was a member of the Austin Music Foundation. Um, at the time, you would pay... This was like 10 years ago. <laughs> you would pay um, like $25 and that meant that for the year you would get um, access to like all of their classes and so they would have like a songwriting workshop or like a, a workshop on how to get your music on like college radio circuits and you know. And, um, and they were really valuable. Like the ones I went to, I felt like I learned a lot from and so one of the things also they did was like a lot of mixers. Some musicians would get to know each other and get to know like producers and whatever. And so when I went to the mixer at Star City, it was literally the first day that I kind of stepped back into the music scene in El Paso because I was like out of it for so long. And then Matthew uh, yeah, from Siren Sound Productions yeah. was like, uh, he was like, oh, let's go get some tea. And then last minute he's like, no, you know what, let's go to this mixer. So we go to the mixer and I'm like, hey, this kind of reminds me of the music foundation. So, yeah. I, so I was like, hey, uh, oh, and then I knew that Eric had had, um, or that the Star City had had like a, a, a lawyer come in and talk to musicians like a few months before, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I was like, hey, you know, it kind of seems like you're doing some of the same stuff that the Austin Music Foundation was doing. Um, I feel, and at this point I, I had kind of started to see like on social media from the bands I was following and the new bands I had started following. Um, that there was like a, a shift, you know, yeah. like it seemed like more people were kind of willing to like help each other out. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing people kind of like, oh, we're going to have this meeting over here for this or like, hey, musicians, blah, 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 or like what he was doing. Right. So I was like, yeah. you know, I feel like there's already several people doing that. Um, but like one man, awesome job. But if every man or woman mm -hmm. comes together to do it, like we could do some seriously awesome stuff, you yeah. know? So um, so I mentioned it to Eric and he was like, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let's go get coffee and we'll talk about it. And then I showed up like a super nerd with like all this information. But I, I couldn't remember, like I thought that the, there's this organization called HAM in Austin and, and then another one called Sims. Mm -hmm. And one of them is for physical health and the other ones for mental health for musicians. And I, I don't know why I was thinking that the whole, all of that was under the Austin Music Foundation. And so that's what I was proposing. And when I went back and did the research, I was like, so it turns out there's like three separate organizations. No. Um, so it seemed like a beast and Eric told me no. It wasn't quite like that. It wasn't like, no. <laughs> he was like, let's talk in January. It was like, 
uh, uh, September? Yeah, let's put a pin in this. Yeah. It's my favorite phrase. Let's put a pin in this. <laughs> yeah. And come back to this in a few months. And that was a real busy time for me, too. I had a lot of stuff on my yeah. plate. And so when Griselle would be sending me, during that time, she'd be sending me all these great articles, all these cool links, and all this stuff about what was happening in Austin, what was happening around the country, how El Paso was getting a lot of um, shine and spotlight about the music scene that was going on here. And um, and she's a very persuasive woman. But, it, you know, in a nice way, right? I wasn't... Oh, absolutely a nice way. Very, very nice. And, um, and... There are many arts to persuasion, you know. Yes. That's cool. But you, you just, like, dove deeply into it. Yeah, I mean, I was... One, I used to come to El Paso when I was living in Los Angeles and I would come out here to work on some records and come out here to um, to play a bit and fell in love with it. Just thought this was the greatest city and I love the culture and I love the pace of life and had said way back then, someday if I ever get the opportunity I'm going to move to El Paso. Mm. And that was probably, I think the first time I ever came here was like 89, 88, something like that. And um, it took a while, but I eventually ended up here in the city. And one of the things that really blew me away was the depth and the pool of musicians and of talent that are here. It's really, in my opinion, pretty unusual and pretty unique. You know, I had gone to school in Boston and spent plenty of time in New York and in Nashville and Atlanta and Los Angeles. And Canada. all those places have... Hmm? And Canada. And Canada, that's right, and in Canada. And all those places have, you know, some great music scenes and a lot mm -hmm. of amazing music coming out of them. But what's interesting is that, you know, most of those places, people have migrated to them. You know, yeah. so it's like, these are the, the best writers and the best singers, the best players, but this guy's from Wisconsin and this guy's from Indiana and this guy's from, you know, Massachusetts. Here, what was blowing me away was these were people that were growing up here. They're people that, mm. this is home. There's something happening that in this culture that's really like an amazing incubator for artists, an incredible space for people to grow up with. Not just talented people, but world-class talent. People yeah. who I could see and envision, you know, selling out stadiums, playing all over the world, and their music being loved in any city. Them going to New York or going to L.A., and them still standing out and still being a standout in all those places. Yeah. And just thought, that's, that's incredible. That's something really unique. And when Griselle was talking about ways to be able to serve this music community, I really caught her vision and really was just like, you know what, this is amazing. This, this is not the easiest lifestyle to choose. It's not the easiest way to make a living. And if you can um, find ways to get help, if there are ways mm -hmm. and people can say, hey, look, this is the way I came down the road. Follow this route. It's, it's a little easier than all those other paths. Or yeah. I think in the music we, we had a mixer last night for producers and engineers and was sharing a little bit, but one of the things that has stuck out to me is the area of mental health issues. And mm -hmm. um, in, in the art community, that's a real, real intense and deep problem. It's part of what brings this amazing art is this hurt and this darkness and this brokenness, but it's also it's a hard way to live and mm -hmm. it's a really difficult um, existence to function in without getting some help. Right. And so that was one of the things that really kind of grabbed me was, you know what, if we could be a part of something that was really helping people mm -hmm. along those lines to, mm -hmm. to learn how to make a living and to get help in the areas that they're struggling in in life, I eventually was all sold out and said, 
sign me up. Let's do this thing. So he was like, September, he was like, you know what? Let's revisit the idea in January. And by February, we had already assembled the team. <laughs> so it, it, were, it happened really fast after that. It did. Yeah. It really did. I mean, like you said, once you realized what you needed, you did a little bit of research and see, oh, yeah, this person has kind of already been doing this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like you mentioned the... I saw, and it's, it's cool because I know um, it's nice to see unity and kind of almost a unified front, um, these meetings that were happening last year where I think Christian Adias was just getting, mm-hmm. inviting bands out, mm-hmm. performers, and just seeing like pictures and videos of like all, like so many of my favorite bands and like local bands and stuff putting their input in, you know, trying to make the scene better. Right. Yeah. And so you see that, like that, you know, Matthew Torres, who's doing stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so tell us about, like, who who you kind of recruited along the way, or, or rather, you know, helped help create part of the team. Wow. Um, I, th- I think it was a lot of just kind of relationships of people that yeah. we knew who were kind of doing stuff, kind of. One of your homies here at Power of the Past, Cynthia Lopez, is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big he- a big fan of hers. I, I yeah. think she's oh, yeah. amazing person, but incredibly smart and knows how to get stuff done and really, really sharp and has a great heart for music and for artists mm-hmm. and stuff. So she was one of the first people that we reached out to. And so anybody that doesn't know, Cynthia's a lawyer by trade, an immigration lawyer. But she's mm-hmm. also an entertainment manager for several artists in town. Bailey are... Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like an all-around activist for her community. Yeah, you know? she yeah. really is. She yeah. is a powerhouse. Um, and then we have... Um, Matthew was actually one of the people that started the project. Um, he He's now just like kind of helping us because his own project, Science on Production, like mm-hmm. started to kind of really blow up and he needed more time to focus just I, on that. I totally get that. Um, but, but he helped us definitely. He was a huge part of, of getting it rolling. Um, and so, you know, he has Science on Productions, um, mm-hmm. which has been helping, like his approach to the recording aspect of music is um, he's producing the songs, but he's also like helping the artists like uh, kind of produce their image and produce mm-hmm. and who they are, but not yeah. in a fake way, right? Like he no. brings out who they are. But that's actually yeah. what a producer should do, you know. And, and I've learned a lot of that from talking to uh, Airship Enoch. Yeah, I think we all know. He, mm-hmm. you know, he talks about like a lot of people think it's just sitting down and kind of working on their music. It's it's a lot more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's working on on their image and, and everything. So. Um, I, I totally get that that yeah. part of it, and uh, you know, I've had I've had a lot of bands he's worked with on the show, mm-hmm. and there's great stories of him like, you know, hold on, try singing like this, you know, in this yeah. room right here, or like, no, 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 stand right here on this step right here. All right, oh, that sounds you know, like he has an interesting ear for like how things would sound and in, in different capacities, and like the execution of that. And I just said, yeah. but he's really. Um a really big proponent of introspection mm-hmm. and so he mm-hmm. like even with us would be like, like he'll be with me Crystal how much water do you drink and like do you get enough <laughs> sleep you know what I mean but it's like those basic things that if you don't have that stuff lined up a lot of the other stuff kind of has a difficult time falling into place you know mm-hmm. and he does that for artists and so that was like this really nurturing approach to it that we thought would be helpful you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's Christian Yanez, who also everybody probably knows, who manages the lowbrow 
and is in uh, the other half, the drummer for the other half, and was the drummer for um, Electric Social mm -hmm. and had Electric Social Records. And then he started the forums. Um, and so he's not only like like trying to help people, but he also recently started like a list of musicians and mm -hmm. bands and stuff. So he was already kind of like in some way starting to compile. Yeah, like, he was kind of beginning to mobilize musicians. He mm -hmm. had started doing these meetings at the outpost and yeah. had a bunch of, of of people show up and and he's got a lot of influence because he's he really um, is connected with all these bands that come through and play mm -hmm. at the lowbrow and 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 very very shy. I'm I I don't know if I'm the oldest, but I think I feel like I'm the oldest cat in this group. Are close to, well known. Nancy might be up there with me, but there's some element of where like with Christian, I'm like he's a sharp kid, but he's not a kid, but he's really really mm -hmm. together. I, I one thing that's been really fun is really enjoy this group of people. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of a lot of love between yeah. this board. I mean, I, to be honest, one of the prereqs was that they had to be good-tempered people yeah. that were easy to work with. Mm -hmm. Because we knew that it was going to be a lot a lot of work, and it was going to be a lot of in the trenches and last minute, and so we were like, you know, it should be people that are very involved in, in the scene, are already trying to do good things for the community, um, and are level-headed enough that we're not going to have blowouts every meeting. Like, we uh, need to yeah. have this be fast, easy, good, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so then there's also Gabe Gonzalez, who mm -hmm. is the guitarist for Sparta. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe is all over the place. He's a uh, player. He was one of the owners of Tricky Falls. He mm -hmm. is also... A really great engineer mm -hmm. and um, produces as well and um, and he was kind of cool um, there was an earlier sort of attempt at, at establishing something like this an artist guild mm -hmm. that happened with himself and Jim Ward and Marina Monsieur's wise who's in a monster in the El Paso music scene yeah. in a good way mm -hmm. yeah and mm -hmm. so he brought a lot of he brings a, a little bit of knowledge from what was going on back then and then having been a part of the scene here musically for such a long time and Tricky Falls and all of those elements is, is you know, he brings a lot to the table. Plus the perspective of being in such a well-known band and touring the world and, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, Amber and August, Amber Perez and August Aventura Seven Gods, right? from Seven Gods Entertainment, yeah. Um, so, you know, they have a school that has kind of evolved because initially I think it was mostly like teaching um, like how to like play an instrument and sing and, and dance and kind of the performance aspect of it. Um, I think they were also doing sound engineering, um, mm -hmm. but now it's kind of evolved to like a, they do that still, I think, but it's also more like how to run your business and how, like they kind of help you set up your business model and your whole identity. It's something similar to what Matthew was doing, but on a like it's a different scale. Okay. Um, and and they're both like great activists and they love people and they mm -hmm. will bend over backwards and run afterwards to like <laughs> Lots of help you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they were an important part. Um, and then Charlie Villanueva, mm -hmm. who is um, one of the major promoters 
in mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. is also a musician. Mm-hmm. He used to play with Radio La Chusma. And I don't know if he played with other bands. Um, and uh, so like that, you know, him, him who else? And, and then Nancy came on board. Mm-hmm. Nancy Peters. Nancy kind of really brings the whole medical field and side of things. She's right. um, worked with and continues to work with quite a few of the hospitals here She's in town. She's the one uh, when we met at the Starbucks that one time? Yes. Yes, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah, okay. that's the one. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. And she's a ball of energy. Yeah. And, and so she does marketing for a lot of, like, the medical entities in town, and so she's got a lot of, like, knows a lot of people in the medical business, and um, which we're going to need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then Monica Acevedo from KISS FM. Um, she, you know, I mean... She is Monica. She knows everybody. <laughs> she knows all things. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to get stuff done. Yeah. Like, she's no joke. And she's lots of fun. She's lots of fun. So, it's a, it's a really good team. I, I'm, we're going to take this Avengers thing <laughs> yeah. out of here today. Because yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, just like I the concept it. of, like, I you know, I'm, just, coming I'm together. calling Black Panther. I'm just letting everybody <clears> know right now. I think he, he said I'm Sammy, so. Oh, all right. All right. It's my new nickname. <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> all right. So, um, tell us about some of the workshops that you guys have provided so far, and and kind of the response you you kind of gauged so far from the city. Sure, um, that's probably one of the things that's very exciting is um, watching lights kind of come on for people, and mm-hmm. and we have you know a lot of really talented and knowledgeable folks here in our community, but also we'll be bringing some people in from the outside as well. Um, Gabe, um, Hernandez from the church. I don't, That's right. Do you know those guys? Yeah, um, they, they were on the podcast. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gabe is a part of our education committee, and he's another brainiac, just incredibly yeah. bright, super, super smart, and um, has spent a lot of time in the education field, and I think he's just gotten his master's was this last summer, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so Gabe started us off with one on finances, and with the idea of you really, you have to get your money in order and you have to get a good understanding of dealing with finances for anything else to work for you because it's what enables you to do recordings, what enables you to do um, really anything in life. If, if you've got the pressure of that to deal with, it's this huge, huge weight. So he did yeah. a great one on on finances. Then we did another one um, with a panel on marketing and branding, which also I, I thought was fantastic. And we had folks from several different kind of arenas, um, from MMA fighters to uh, Manny at Culture Span. Manny Rodriguez from Culture Span, who has 25 years of experience in marketing. Wow. Um, and then Tomas Yu from um, Red Corner Media, mm-hmm. uh, who has mostly MMA fighters, but is transitioning into like music and all sorts of advertising. And wow. then um, Gabe was there, and then um, Adrian Correa from The Swell Kids. Yeah, very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. That was that one was like so jam packed full of information that it went over by like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. And everyone stayed. Yeah, I mean, we had yeah. to kind of shut it down and just yeah. like, we we've got to stop. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have one coming up here on the 9th of February, with with kind of our local icon Billy Towns 
Mm. I saw, I've seen advertising for that. Yeah. Cool. And Billy's going to share a bit about licensing and copyright and, um, and getting some of the licensing, some of the questions that come back quite a bit are, um, especially in some of the electronic and hip hop oriented worlds, like, what do you do if you want to use samples? Mm. Or, mm-hmm. And how do you get permission to use samples? Or for some artists, how do I get permission to cover a tune? Yeah. And what kind of copywriting and <laughs> publishing steps do I need to take? So he's going to spend some time on that. And then because Billy's got his background in film and making film, you'll talk a bit about synchronization rights and okay. getting your music into film and TV and and things like that. So that's on the 9th, and that's going to be over at 306. Yeah, um, I saw that. I saw, I saw the address. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm, my computer glitching. Right. No, that's going to be cool. Yeah. We yeah. also had one with Matthew that was like oh, kind of on yes. goal setting and like mm. figuring out like what it is you want and how to kind of like put yourself in the mindset of doing it and yes. setting short term and long term goals and that sort of a thing, you know. Um, and then so that's the, the education part of it. So so I know I mentioned in the beginning that I was confusing these three organizations and I was like, yeah, this one organization <laughs> does all of that. Yeah. And then we're like, no, it's crazy for us to try to do all of it. And then we were like, let's do all of it. <laughs> And so before we started the organization, we actually drove up to Austin, Eric and I, and spent like a couple of days back-to-back meetings with all these organizations over there and the Texas Music Office and like just talking to them about how we want to do that here. And all of them were like, you you shouldn't do all these things because it's a lot, right? Um, But I think the difference is that, for example, in Austin, there's like five or more thousand musicians, right? So mm-hmm. it's a much larger community to serve. And here we're much smaller. And so even though we're encompassing Juarez, Las Cruces, and El Paso, or that's our goal, um, the the need is smaller. So I think that we can do those things because we don't have to manage such a big load, mm, you know? Okay. Um, but so, so those are like the education workshops. For health, um, we have been talking to some of the... Um, to some hospitals and clinics and we're trying to get together like a, a list of what's already available that people maybe just don't know about um, and then trying to get into talks about lower cost or, or free services. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we've been doing like preventative preventative health seminars. And so the one that we, we did one in September, mm-hmm. it was on mental health. And that when we had um, two speakers come in and two therapists and come in and talk about like mental health and like what are some of the issues that people come across and then how they can like um, help themselves not get to that point. And then Monica got us um, Justin Furstenfeld from Blue October to come right. and give a talk, right? And so after they did their thing, he came up and was like, this is my life story and this is the struggles I've had with mental health and this is what I did to overcome them. Um, and it was really cool because like, there was a lot of, um, there was musicians in the audience and also non-musicians in the audience. Um, and, and there was a lot of people that like, we did a Q&A part at the end and, and they had like, you know, questions about his life or questions about their life. Hey, this is what I've been dealing with in my life. And I think it was kind of cool and validating for them to hear it from somebody who's been so successful, like, hey, you know, you can get through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we had we had even like probably a couple of breakthroughs there for some people, yeah. you know? Um, so that was really powerful. Um, and we have coming up this uh, year, we're going to do one on voice. So like how to have proper vocal hygiene and voice health so that you 
if you are a singer or a speaker and, and or um you know spoken word artist or any of that um you can protect your voice because we tend to not and then uh and so you know then you end up with damages that keep you from being able to to perform you know um so so like i said these are kind of preventative so that maybe you won't need that that health aspect mm-hmm. you know maybe you can keep yourself like tuned like a tune-up, mm-hmm. so you don't end up needing to go to the nice to the doctor. Like the um, time there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so we're you know we're gonna have probably like a physical therapist and an occupational therapist come and talk about that aspect and um, and then we've had offers right like whenever we've had a, um, events like people will come up to us like somebody's like I'm a yoga instructor and I would love to like give a class on that and like you know mm-hmm. stuff that you could do every day and mm-hmm. and uh somebody else came up to us like you know I'm a nutritionist and I can teach you guys like how to keep your body healthy because that's important and we're like wow this is so great mm-hmm. and all of these people are like I want to give this to my community you know which is really amazing um but obviously we would we need funding because we would like to be able to pay them mm-hmm. for their time and knowledge you know yeah um, there, there was another. No, there was well, rocking text. You gotta. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got to see that one firsthand recently. Yeah. <laughs> on Saturday, yeah. uh, so the third leg then is outreach, right? And so we're part of the the reason that we started the foundation is that you know a lot of, like we were talking about earlier. A lot of the people that are at the shows are the same people. Mm-hmm. So it's either the same fans or other musicians or other artists, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic, but, you know, we're all struggling, so it's like we need other people in the community to come and support and um, yeah. and tell people about us and whatnot. So, um, so outreach is really important, right? Uh, and we, you know, we went and talked to the El Paso, the Visit El Paso uh, office, and and they didn't, they, you know, we were like, we're doing this, we're doing that. Our launch event is like the locals week and there's 30 bands and nine yeah. venues. And they were like, there's 30 bands in El Paso? No way. And we're like, no, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> there's like hundreds of bands. There's so like, many. Do, yeah, we're like, no, it's just, this is just, just 30 of the many, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so they were like, why? Like, we only knew of like five or six. The ones they hire all the time exactly. for the same events. Right. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And so, and, and so she was like, well, we hire those same bands because that's all we know that exists. Mm. Right. But, and I think in part, like, of that old mentality that's like, well, I'm not going to tell you about my friend who's got a band because then you're going to hire my friend <laughs> and not hire me. Right. Which is totally understandable because, you know, people are trying to make a living mm-hmm, off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't it be great if we could all do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so that was kind of like the dream, right? So for outreach, um, we've, you know, we've gone and talked to all these entities. We've met with um, Representative Shoreswine and other representatives in the city. Um, we're talking to the economic development people um, because we really think that uh, if we can develop the music scene to where the general community can see what, what they have here, mm-hmm. um, there wouldn't be all this talk of there's nothing to do in El Paso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we had Amazon, we pitched to Amazon, like, hey, come here. But one of the things that they look at is quality of life, right? And mm-hmm. so people are like, well, what is there to do in El Paso? And there's a lot of great things to do in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but then Austin has the live music scene and so-and-so has this. So, like, it would be an addendum to, like, the, all the awesome things that there are to do. Um, so we, we really do think that the city could benefit greatly from it. And then that would benefit us because, hey, if more people go to bars to watch live music, mm-hmm. then the bar makes more money mm-hmm. and then the bar can, can now it. afford to pay oh, you. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of these bars and venues that have live music here in town... Um, if they're like solely dedicated to live music, then they're functioning off the exact same crowd that we were just talking about. So it's like they're making enough to keep their overhead and maybe make a living, but not necessarily enough to pay you like a good amount, yeah. you know? Um, and so if if we help them help us and vice versa, you know, so, so that was kind of the idea. It's like, let's help each other. Yeah. Um, so one of our initiatives for outreach we did a thing at the museum. The The Museum of Art reached out to us, Monica Garcia, and they were like, how do we help you guys? Like, we're, we're in. We're arts, and we want to include music. And mm-hmm. um, and so they hosted an event for us where we had, like, samples of different music and uh, bands playing live original music. And it was during a Last Thursday's yeah, event. So we had a crowd of, like, 500 people go through there, which was really great, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really great for, for us to have people get to know us. Um, but one of the things that we do pretty consistently is something called rock and tikes. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, it, it's like a, it's like a kid's music experience is what Kathy Chen from the Fab Lab coined it. And I stole it because it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> um, and, uh, so basically I, I'm a speech pathologist by day, Samuel Jackson by night. <laughs> so, um, and so I give therapy to toddlers, right? And I see them individually in their home, and then I see them pub, like in a group at the library every Monday. Mm-hmm. And in the group, we do music. We, we use music to teach language skills and develop vocabulary and all of that. And so I was like, hey, why don't we do one in the community like that? Um, and we'll throw in physical therapy and occupational therapy and behavioral services. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, it's going to be easy because I already do it every day. It's not a big deal, right? But, <laughs> but it grew into this animal because we recruited musicians too, right? We're like, let's have live music. And so, um, and, and so if you look at like the ones I do for work and the ones that we do on the weekend, it's like a stark difference because we have more people, more people. Uh, more ability to do like more stuff, right? We have materials, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the point of that is like, uh, now you come to this course, you bring your child, the parent must be involved at all times um, because part of what's important for development is, is this attachment, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're teaching language skills, cognitive skills, self-help skills, gross motor, fine motor, um, all within the hour. So everything, Every activity that we choose to put in there is in some way going to advance your child towards the milestones that they need to be reaching, right? Um, and every month the, the theme changes so that it's aligned with teaks and the kids are learning different things, new vocabulary, new concepts, um, and the location changes because once again, we we feel like, let's help El Paso and maybe El, El Paso helps us, right? Yeah. So we're trying to showcase different arts-related spaces or or spaces that host 
things for arts or children um, so that parents can also be like, hey, you know, I hadn't thought about bringing my kid here. Like, mm. I, I should probably do that, you know? And so we've done, like, the Museum of Art. We've done the History Museum, the the downtown library, Whole Foods, because that was, like, all about food mm-hmm. and have these really great baby shopping carts. Yeah. And so... So the, the whole point with that, though, is that, like, you have these these local professional musicians providing music and their expertise, because we have Daniel Villaseñor and Christopher Serrano working on that. Um, and they actually both at one point worked with Kids Excel program. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, and then we have myself and Victoria Alexander, who's a speech pathologist, Rachel Aguilar, who's an occupational therapist, and Xochitl Juarez, who's a behavioral therapist. And so, uh, the idea is letting parents know from an early age, like how, what a great impact music has in your life, right? Like it can change a child's trajectory of whether they reach their milestones or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of change the idea of like, hey, you know, music isn't bad for you. Music mm-hmm. is, is great for you. And not to say that people think music is bad for you, but like I, I think we live in a community where many of our families, including mine, came from Juarez or you know, and, and they're like, we, we bust our butts to get here, and you're not going to be a musician. Mm-hmm. You have to be an engineer. You have to be this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, hey, being a musician doesn't have to be a bad thing. And also being a musician doesn't have to mean that you have to be a full-time musician. And it also doesn't mean that you have to be a performing musician. Mm-hmm. You could just be a recording musician. You could be right, composing for movies. You know what I mean? There's so many right. avenues. Um, and we want them to see that the, what these musicians are doing for them in the hopes that then they'll spread the word, right? Like, hey, you know what? This is, these musicians in town, and they're, and they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're supporting you, community, and maybe at one point you'll be able to support us in return, you know? Love it. It's, a, it's an entire change of, like, attitude and philosophy, you know? Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. it's for the better. <clears throat> so I love the, the steps you guys are taking, you know, and... Uh, Look forward to, uh, you know, seeing the continued development of, of these, like I said, support systems in the city because we, you know, it's it's going to work. You know, so let's keep working together, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> Are there any, uh, like, any last kind of shout-outs that you'd like to give out? Or And, and, and of course, <laughs> if people are listening and, and want to keep up to date with events and following you guys, how can people do that? Our website, epimf.org, and then Instagram. What's our Instagram handle? El Paso IMF. That's right, and El Paso IMF. I kept on, I, I was trying to tag the other day, and I kept EPIMF. It's not showing up. <laughs> I, 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 El Paso IMF, I finally, all right. It's okay, I've done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our Facebook page. Yeah. The, our website is getting revamped, actually. Okay. We're So right now it's kind of like a, a pretty basic page. I don't think we've done, there's not a lot of movement in it, but mm-hmm. it's going to um, change in the next month or so. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that's also, that's, that's there's this company called Farnsworth Media who like was like, hey, we want to help you guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it for us, yeah. That's cool. um, and so I guess we, we do have a general meeting coming up. I don't know if your podcast will be out before then. Hopefully. February 26th. 
I'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, no and, promises. <laughs> and so for that one, actually, the, the Texas Music Office is going to join us. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, another general assembly where, you know, we'll tell you what we've done and how, what we're going to do and how we can use your help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about membership so we can kind of work together a little bit more. Um, and then the Texas Music Office is going to come do like a training workshop that's part of the requirements to become designated a music-friendly community. Ooh. Yeah, which is a, um, an initiative that's coming out of the state from the governor's office okay. that is said, let's identify places that are um, friendly to musicians, that have legislation that is pro-music and pro that element of arts, and let's see if we can't help them. A, gain some more exposure. Like one of the outreach elements um, I was sharing with um, Griselle that while I was in London last summer, there was this very cool thing going on that said Texas takes over London. And there was a group of bands playing in a bunch of different venues there um, that were basically being sent there to be ambassadors from their cities and and were also were connected with the Texas Music Office. And some of those types of things where the state has said, look, we'll take portions of our... Um, car registration licensing funds and different kinds of grants and and pour those into the music communities throughout our state and mm-hmm. it's very cool that they want to have a desire to do that that the state has said look we see the value of investing in musicians we see the value of what um, great music scenes do to cities economically and so let's invest in that let's put some money behind that so the head of that, Brendan Anthony, is going to come and share with us that night a little bit about what this is. And then, like Grisel was saying, kind of talk us through some of the steps and um, elements that are necessary for us to be considered a music-friendly community. Right. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you guys are around. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, there, there's going to be, like, city people there as well because they're going to be a huge part of helping make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had a thought and I lost it. No. Ah. I'm sure it was brilliant. <clears throat> I don't know. Can edit it in later. <laughs> there we go. Um, but you know up. what's really amazing is um, the response mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. been really incredible. You know, like it, it was a it was a scary thing to start because you know it's kind of a big animal and and like I said in in February we're like first meeting of of the board and then we were like let's launch in May <laughs> and then we're like no wait let's do June but either way that's like a lot to do for like we didn't have anything you know yeah. um and and I feel like the community has done exactly what we hoped they would do which is like they rallied behind the cause mm-hmm. um a lot of people like yourself have come up to us and said how can I help this happen mm-hmm. um which we're really grateful for, you know? And I think in the beginning, we're kind of like, I don't know how you can help yet because we're still trying to figure out (laughs) how this is going to work. Um, But, you know, that's part of what this meeting is like, hey, we've kind of figured out where we need manpower and and these are the areas that are available. Jump on wherever you think that you, your skills will be helpful, you know? Or or where you think that you can grow from what we might have to offer, you know? but yeah, everybody's been really supportive. The Visitors Bureau, the people we've met with from the city, like he said, the state. Um, and, and it seems like everybody that we talk to is like, wow, and, and, and how can I help? Or, oh my gosh, I didn't know that this was a thing. 
mm-hmm. or that there was mu- that many musicians in a music scene and like how can I check out more music and so we're working on that too like how to centralize that okay. information you know mm-hmm. um, but one of the things is if, if you tell people to follow our uh, our Spotify song oh, playlist. playlist yeah and so we have at least one song from most of the bands in El Paso and we're trying to get bands from Las Cruces and Juarez to mm-hmm. upload their music as well um, but you know just getting that out getting that out to people yeah. so that you can even add a link to that any links actually to the show notes mm-hmm. awesome this episode that'd be great thank you mm-hmm. and I have a shout out to you Richie yes I, I yeah, when I first met you and you do some huge huge things for the music community and the art community mm-hmm. in the city and it really would not be the same without you I, I remember the very first one of your open mics I went to was soul filling for me it was so cool to see people get this opportunity to share their music and to read their poetry and to have this place to express that and it's it's a powerful thing you know it's a powerful thing for them as the performers but it was a really powerful thing for me to sit and watch and to to hear what was going on inside them and see that and so you know to see what you're doing with your podcast what you do with these things that um those make our community so much richer. And I think one of the things that we'd like to do as a foundation is, you know, everybody has the ability to serve and to give something that's gonna make this whole big picture something amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's room on the Avengers for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Together we can all be heroes. There yes. we go. Where's the background music? <laughs> Edit in there. Copyright oh. strike. There we go. Do that Billy Towns <laughs> workshop thing. That's so right. Deal with That's that. right. Bringing it off. <laughs> I dig it. Cool. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank oh, you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you guys for coming in. Um, definitely, if you guys are listening and just found uh, all that stuff, follow the pages. You know, Paso yes. International Music Foundation on Facebook, Paso IMF on Instagram, and of course the website. Hopefully, we'll be revamped by then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Check it out, right? Uh, epimf.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take it out. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming in today. Thank to talk you about. so thank much you. for having us. Um, and I yeah. look forward to maybe having you guys back again for different projects and bands, awesome. you know, as musicians. You know, uh, We're done. Uh, uh, cool. Pleasure having you guys. Thank you it's so much, Peace. Bye. Bye.